G'day folks and welcome. I'm Chris Faber. And I'm TJ Stedman. And you're listening to the Answers to Giant Questions podcast coming to you from sunny Western Australia. I've got a special episode for you today and I'm here with a good friend, someone I've known for a, a very long time. Uh, I'd like to introduce Mr. Vaughan Gregory of the heavy metal band Grave Forsaken. Hey, how you going Tim? Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show, man. I've really been enjoying the uh, time we've had catching up just now and uh, and chilling out. We've we've been doing a bit of recording and stuff, and uh, thought we'd take some time out to have a chat about uh, heavy metal, about Christian ministry, and about the end of the world. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> we um, like you say, just been doing some recording, so we've we've even been making some some future heavy metal tonight it's uh still quite raw but um it's going to end up end up on a future album so uh, always great fun to still be able to do this after all these years and yeah looking forward to chatting yeah so in case you hadn't heard the uh the music that you hear when you tune into the podcast and on all the little breaks in between and all that that's actually supplied by Grave Forsaken, so uh, Vaughn and I and the, and the rest of the band, we, we put that together ourselves. Uh, so that gives you a little bit of a taste of uh, what we've been doing. I'm not going to keep talking about it like uh, it's my pet project, though. Grave Forsaken has been uh, Vaughn's baby for a very, very long time now, and I've been really pleased to support him in that and uh, and walk this journey with him. For those of you who don't know Vaughn as well as I do, uh, I'm going to invite Vaughn to just uh, introduce himself a little and uh, tell us a bit about uh, who he is, where he's from, and how he ended up recording Christian heavy metal. Oh, th- yeah, thanks, Tim. Uh, yeah, well, I I grew up in Western Australia, in um, Perth. I'm, I'm a Perth boy through and through. Um, yeah, I was born in uh, the sort of Fremantle area and grew up around there, and uh when I was young, my mum used to take me to an Anglican church, so that was um, my initial sort of um, introduction to Christianity, and and we were very lucky in those days because they still used to have scripture in school, so that was very important for my um, my development uh, and understanding of the Bible and God and Jesus and Christianity, actually having a class at school which talked about it, um, unless you're at a, at a Christian school now, they wouldn't do that. So I continued uh, an interest and, um, you know, through my childhood, a, a belief in God. And that was solidified uh, actually by my year seven scripture teacher, who was a, uh, had a very good way of articulating biblical matters. So I really took a lot out of his scripture classes. And I remember it was around year seven when I fully committed to being a Christian, like I'd I'd grown up and gone Sunday school and all that kind of thing, but I don't really feel it was until that scripture class that um, he taught so well that I really understood what it meant. And I was involved in youth groups. Um, I went to two youth groups at the time, um, a, a Baptist youth group and a Uniting Church youth group, and ended up, just because it was a little bit closer actually, ended up settling on the Uniting Church youth group um around that same age and they they had a youth service so um they had the friday night youth group and then the same group of people had a sunday night church service and it was it was actually it was really great because what you had was um people who went to the youth group 
then went to the church service. So you had this Friday and Sunday night thing where we all um, met together and, you know, we had, had fun on Friday night doing sport and, you know, whatever youth group stuff. Um, it mainly seemed to be sport or watching movies or, you know, playing trust games or whatever sort of things you used to do at youth group. Yeah, familiar with that scene. Yeah, and then um, normally there'd be a bit of a devotion or something in after you know at the end of the the night, and then it carried over into the church service. So I became heavily involved in that church service, and um, like really my my Christian medal uh, life and faith really happened at the same time, like co you know alongside my church. Because uh, I was a fan of heavy metal music a lot, uh, at all this all this time, hard rock and heavy metal. My favourite bands were like ACDC, everyone's favourites, ACDC, Iron Maiden. I was into Alice Cooper, Kiss, Poison, Guns N' Roses, you know, pretty Black Sabbath, pretty much who's who of, well, you know, just that whole hard rock and heavy metal scene. And um, we used to have a lot of conversations at church and youth group about how to reconcile you know, listening to that music with, with church. So, and, and belief in God. So it was a, it was very much a forefront topic. It was something that was always discussed and I discussed it with other people at youth groups. So my Christian faith has very much been, and my Christian journey has been very much aligned with, um, where does heavy rock and metal fit into a Christian lifestyle? Mm. Well, that's an interesting question. And I think for a lot of people, uh, that may not have ever been a question that they've asked themselves, uh, maybe until now, mm. uh, because I think the world would have us believe that uh, there's no place for uh, Bible-believing, church-going Christians uh, to be out there in the music scene um, enjoying and, and possibly even making the kind of music that uh, that they like to listen to. Vaughan, what made you, what, what sort of inspired you to start making your own music? Uh, well, it goes back to when I was very little, and it's funny, it's only upon being older that I can look back and reflect on it, because um, like I'm not a natural musician in the, in the sense that I'm not somebody who can pick up a guitar and like hear a song on the radio and play it. Uh, I don't have that sort of level of um, musical um, know-how. But from a young age, um, like a lot of kids, you know, we had a piano in our house and we had a we had a um, one of those old 70s organs that had, like, drum beats and, you know, they had all different beats that you could play. And um, so from a young age, I was always... Uh, playing on these keyboards, this piano. Uh, and I can remember even in primary school, like I'd get together with friends and we would, um, we would write hit record and we'd sort of make these songs from a very young age. I, as a hobby, I would record things. And yeah, at the time it's only looking back that I realized that this was something that I was always doing. And then through high school, um, I started a garage band with a friend of mine at high school and we called the band Neural Pain. <laughs> it's quite funny. So he was like, you know, into um, Nirvana and grunge and all that. And I was starting to get into um, 
you know, more into my Christian beliefs. So, well, I was always into my Christian beliefs, but starting to write lyrics and all that that reflected those beliefs. So we had this garage band and we'd meet on weekends and I would actually, at that stage, I was playing drums. So I'd like drum and then he would have his guitar and would come up with very rudimentary songs, you know, like one or two chords. But yeah, even from a very young age, as as something I enjoyed doing, recording music, even before I had any idea what we're doing, like how to write a song, what even a song was, you know. So um, you were a recording artist before you even had a band? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, in a, well, not sure if you'd say recording artist, but yeah, <laughs> I was looking back. I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, I realized, I guess it'd be like someone who becomes a race car driver. Like maybe when they're a kid, they're, they're riding a, you know, billy cart down the hill. They're not yet like a Formula One driver, but yeah. The interest is there from a very young age. So definitely for me, yeah, the interest in recording music was there from a very young age and the interest in um, in rock music was there from a young age as well. Uh, I was influenced by brothers and I had an uncle who was big on Deep Purple and Cold Chisel, so I'd go to his place and flick through his record collection. You know, fairly typical stories of a kid seeing this world of music and being inspired by it mm. absolutely yeah so uh, i know there'll be people dying to know uh and you've already mentioned a few names but uh you give us your top three metal bands of all time i mean immediately about five names come to mind <laughs> iron maiden definitely i think iron maiden are the best the best band ever not just metal they're my favorite band um metal bands see i like a lot of hard rock bands as well um in terms of influence, Metallica have been hugely influential, but they wouldn't necessarily be one of my favourites. I mean, they, they are, I love Metallica, but in terms of top three, I'm talking top three favourites. Um, I'd have to say Black Sabbath, because they're the original heavy metal band, um, and, and I'm a big fan of theirs. And uh, probably it's a really hard pick between a band like Judas Priest or Megadeth. So, yeah, we'll say Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, and Megadeth, mm. with a very close mention to Judas Priest. Yeah, well, they'd be up there for me, too. Getting more specific, what about Christian metal bands? I know that there'll be people listening who never even heard of such a thing, and uh, what would you recommend that they go and pick up and listen to? Well, the interesting thing about Christian metal is it's often defined in terms of who it sounds like. Um, but in terms of overall appeal, now I'm not necessarily saying they're my favourite, but in terms of a good starting point for everybody, uh, I'd have to say Striper, who are, who are the most famous, in terms of as a recommendation. They're yeah. not my favourite, but... My favourites are, are heavier Christian bands that might initially not um, not appeal to everybody. So, my all-time favourite Christian metal band is Mortification. So, but they 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 tend on the heavier side, as you well know, mm. Tim. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I never really heard music that heavy until I got into Christian metal, which is quite funny when you think about it. So, I'll, I will say, Striper, Mortification. And uh, for something that's in the middle of those, Deliverance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's not to discount the the many, many others that 
I haven't. The other one would be uh, the earlier tourniquet material. Oh yeah, uh, that that is pretty um, pretty solid. Very good. Yeah. All right. So, in terms of making music that reflects your faith, what was the motivation that sort of got you down that road? Well, it all it all happened around in that youth group I was telling about, the Big Uniting Church youth group, there was a lot of discussion. It was a common talking point how to balance heavy metal with, with the Christian life. Um, I had a mate at youth group who was just as into metal as me. His name was Chris. And we used to talk about this a lot. And there was... It was a pretty open-minded youth group, but there was one or two people at the youth group who thought that we shouldn't be listening to the music that we're listening to. So our natural conversation would um, go towards, well, you know, what if you had, you know, music, heavy music that had a Christian message? And what we used to do, we used to, um, just for just for laughs really and, and fun, we would sit, take, take well-known songs and we'd change the lyrics to Christian lyrics um, and we'd, we'd sort of like hum them to each other and sing them to each other. You know, it would be something that we'd sit around and do and like, um, you know, so even before we knew there was such thing as Christian metal, because funnily enough, I, I didn't actually know that this genre existed for a couple of years after I got into it because, uh, so after I was going to the youth group and, you know, really solidifying in my faith. It, it was probably, I mentioned that thing in year seven where I really sort of decided that I wanted to commit to being a Christian. It was probably two or three years after that before I actually realized there was such thing as Christian music. So, and, you know, heavy, Christian heavy metal. So it came as a surprise to me when I found out that this idea that I thought me and my friend had had at youth group, this great idea to to make Christian music you know i wouldn't be great to be in a band that was like you know just as heavy as iron maiden or metallica or whatever but had christian lyrics and so me and my friend chris like unknowingly you know we sort of thought of the idea before we realized that other people had done it before us so the motivation was very natural but then when when we started to get into Christian metal bands, once we heard of them, and there was um, Word Bookstore near Canning Bridge, which I'm sure you'd be familiar yeah. with, and any anyone from Perth who was listening to Christian music in the late 80s or early 90s would be familiar with that Word Bookstore on Canning, at Canning Bridge. That was, yeah. uh, that was a real classic. I'm sure many, many musical, um, you know, fandoms were started there, not just for heavy metal, they had everything in that little shop. So, yeah, I remember I'd, like, catch the bus out there and spend my pocket money and start buying tapes and all that kind of thing of um, of these Christian metal bands that I was discovering. So, once um, I found out about that genre and realized it existed, um, it was combining that early, uh, what I've already explained, you know, playing, doing the, like, sort of garage band with my friend Brendan, um, it... And I'd already started writing some like Christian-based lyrics in in that rudimentary garage band. It was a very natural thing for me to do. Like, in fact, it was so natural. It was like when I heard that other bands were doing it. It's like that's what I want to do. It, it's not something I had to think about. It. It almost just happened without thinking. 
Mm. It was just the natural direction that my interest in music went. Right. Yeah, very much so. So we uh, fast forward into uh, 2004. Mm-hmm. And I got introduced to you through a mutual friend of ours. Uh, you did. Who said to me, uh, do you think that um, maybe you could come and jam with me and, and a couple of friends, you know, maybe once a fortnight just to, uh, just just for a bit of fun, um, you know, because I heard you play drums at church. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, I can't see the harm in that. You know, uh, what could come of it, we'll have some fun. And uh, next thing I knew, we were uh, jamming regularly, we were cutting demos, we were playing any any place they'd let us play, and uh, before I knew it, we had an album, and and we were getting ready to go across the country and perform to uh, festival crowds and stuff, and I, I had no idea that uh, that kind of stuff was achievable for someone of, of my uh, background. I'd, I never had musical aspirations as such. Uh, I just kind of fell into it. But for me, it, it, it was a natural outworking of my faith because I'd been introduced to... Uh, actually, my introduction to heavy metal was Christian heavy metal uh, through uh, our mutual friend James. Yeah. Who, uh, him for a while, actually. Who put me on to uh, mortification and promptly blew my mind because <laughs> uh, I had never heard death metal before. <laughs> and my, my family were reasonably conservative, so going from, oh, you probably shouldn't be listening to ACDC to uh, suddenly all this growling and shrieking and shredding guitars and yeah. brutal drum blast beats and all the rest of it, and I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. And, yeah, next thing you know, uh, you know, it it felt like it was just the natural thing to get involved in part of this and doing it. For me, there was a bit of uh, purpose behind it because I thought, well... I don't want to see people who love this music feeling like they can't come to church like I do. Mm. Uh, I don't want to see people who like this music because it's kind of therapy for their soul in a way to feel like they can't get therapy for their soul from Jesus. Uh, so it just made sense to put lyrics of uh, hope, and uh, you know a message of salvation into a form that they would be accepting in the state that they were in uh try and encourage people to come in the door and see what it's like uh to to follow Jesus so for me that was the the purpose of getting involved in grave forsaken and it's come with a lot of interesting uh, experiences and had some highlights and uh wonder if you could give us a highlight Vaughn of um some way in which the music that we've been doing has uh reached another person who's maybe given you a bit of feedback and 
and sort of spoken back into your life about the ministry that we've been doing. Yeah, well, I was just—I was just going to say, like, while you were saying all that, I was—you couldn't see it on audio, but I was doing a lot of smiling and nodding because you're jogging some some good memories there. Uh, the the one that immediately came to mind was um, we were playing Black Stump. Uh, we we played a few Black Stumps. And we were quite lucky uh, at in that point of time. So Black Stump was a festival in Sydney. Uh, it was in outer Sydney, really. Uh, it was well known in Australia at the time, and I remember a guy coming up to me, and um, he just he had had a copy of our most recent album, and we'd played the title track of that that album that night, and uh, he talked about how that album had got him through a really tough time, and it was his favourite album, and um, you know it meant the world to him that we'd come over to Sydney and he'd seen that we were playing and he specifically came out to that show because we were on the bill and, you know, this particular album we'd done, it was This Day Fourth was the album, um, was his his favourite album. Now, whether or not it was actually his favourite album or he was saying that to me, but the point is he, he had specifically come to see us and he just talked about how, you know, he'd been blessed through that album and was just really thankful and appreciative of us being over there now the funny thing for me was that um he was sort of talking to me like like I could sort of pick up he almost seemed like nervous talking to me about it because he was seeing me as like the 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 person on the (laughs) album whereas (laughs) anyone who knows me knows that um that's not me at all like um and that that was just really special to know that you know what we had done i could i felt the same way about artists that i had been inspired by and to realize that i didn't or us collectively as a band had inspired people in the same way was mm. was a very memorable thing the other one that springs to mind and over the years i've had you know numerous emails um and communication from people who have you know, being uh, encouraged and blessed by Grave Forsaken. There was one particular guy. Must be something about that particular album. Uh, he was a he was a truck driver in the United States, and he used to do east west and west back to the east, basically cross country trucking. And he said, emailed me to tell me that this day fourth was his go to album for the commute across America. Wow. And I was just like. I was just blown away by that, that this guy would listen to Grave Forsaken driving across America. Um, you know, that's a lot of driving. Yeah. And um, that, you know, just just the idea that somebody would um, use that while they're in that environment, um, you know, and he mentioned it obviously in the context of his Christian faith and the album providing encouragement to him and... You know, I can only imagine the long, dark hours driving a truck across America. The idea that the music that we had made was what was helping keep him strong mm. through that that transit. Um, that was very encouraging and stuck out. And I've had, I mean, th- those ones are special ones, but I've had, I've had, you know, over the years, um, many sort of 
those ones stand out, but accounts like that of just people being encouraged because we do try to be um, on one part of our music we, is, is encouragement. We we also we do tune into the you know the more um, those kind of cliche themes that you get in heavy metal. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say we do. I think some of our music does c- cover sort of more dark topics, mm. but there's also we're always I've always been conscious of it being uplifting as well. So yeah, there's always that side of it. So yeah, when I get that feedback, um, that makes me feel pretty blessed. To be honest, I'm yeah. able to give people that say I'm with. Um, being able to give people that encouragement. Yeah, it's funny to think that uh, you know ordinary guys like ourselves, uh, you know, pick up instruments, hit record. Uh, next thing you know, that there are there are people uh, around the world listening, and you get a bit of feedback from them, and you know, you you meet these people in person, and they give you that sort of starry eyed look, like they've just met their hero. Um, and for people to see that or to hear about that, they must be thinking, man, you know, these these Christians are in it for for fame and fortune here, surely. Um, what would you say to that, Vaughn? Um, well, uh, resoundingly, no. In, <laughs> certainly in the case of, of our band, it's purely like in that situation that I talked about, I felt really... Like, almost like I should apologize to the guy for him seemingly, like, you seriously, you don't need to be nervous talking to me. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I tried to, it felt weird trying to put somebody at ease that I wasn't somebody that they needed to be concerned about, you know, I could sense that from him. And, um, it's, it's the furthest thing from our mind is, um is any kind of fame or fortune. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't want fame. And second of all, it's definitely not, um, is often joked about around Christian metal musicians, but it's definitely not the place to seek your fortune. Yeah. We often laugh, you know, what money, um, (laughs) you know, we've been, uh, doing, uh, great forsaken for a very long time now. And, uh, I I don't think that there was ever a gig that we went to where we actually made more than what it cost to come and perform. <laughs> no. Um and in, you know record sales and stuff like that. Well, you know they they're great to have, but it actually costs a lot to put these things together. And uh I think it would be fair to say that the net profit of Grave Forsaken as an entity for the entire career of the band, which is over 15 years now, uh, would be zero. <laughs> well and truly. In fact, if if it was purely about money, the absolute best thing to do in 2004 would have been to write on a piece of paper, okay, the way we're going to make money is we're going to do no rehearsal, we're going to buy no equipment, we're going to play no gigs, we're going to do no recording. We're actually just, we'll just stop right now. <laughs> And um, if we'd made that decision in 2004, we'd almost certainly be ahead. <laughs> It'd be financially better off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> if if we're in it for the for the the fortune, um, we we picked the wrong um, 
we picked the wrong industry, but we, we were never in it for the fortune. So, no, uh, that's right. So, if anybody has that impression um, that there's any money motivation, uh, let us disabuse you of that notion right now. <laughs> it's it's purely for um, you know, as I've outlined, you know that I've always had that intrinsic love of making music, so that's an extension of my um, my interests. Uh, and it's a way of me, you know, my involvement and my encouragement of others to, to join me, a way of using that interest and natural, um, passion that I have, uh, a way of, uh, using it to present the gospel basically. Mm. And on, as well as the gospel, um, God and Christianity and um, which at its core is the gospel, but the whole kit and caboodle, you know, yeah. the whole, you know, this is Christianity, you know. Yeah. Um, present that, use that love mm. and make it the outward expression. Yeah, and I reckon that there are good reasons why heavy metal makes sense as a vehicle to convey that gospel and uh, as a way to bring hope to the hurting um so we're going to uh sort of explore uh how one might come to that conclusion and see how that works um but we'll start with the origins of heavy metal now we had uh a number of uh, acts come along in the late 60s that sort of bucked the trend of what was uh popular at the time, who uh, started something that uh, continues today as the ever-evolving heavy metal. Um, Vaughan, what would you say were the the, uh, the few sort of pioneers that, that got uh, heavy metal sort of recognised as its own entity? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I mentioned them before, but... Uh, in the the very start of heavy metal, um, you could argue almost solely Black Sabbath, uh, right? You know, talked about the late sixties. Now you had you had hard rock, so you had, um, you know, around that time Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple were happening, but they were they were more hard rock. That not quite. Mm. If, if you talked about them now, you'd, you'd call those hard rock bands, whereas Black Sabbath was definitely the first time it became heavy metal they what they did was um was it was based on what was going on but they they just took it to a just from a slightly different angle that just um it's what pushed it into being its own genre and then really everything was born out of that um incredibly influential band black sabbath um Possibly in the general public, uh, people have heard of Black Sabbath and they've heard of Ozzy Osbourne and they know that they're a well-known band, but I'm not sure if the average person understands that they basically invented heavy metal with their self-titled debut album. Mm. Yeah. So I'd say Black Sabbath and then I'd say the band that um, uh, took it uh, beyond that was, um, well, not beyond that, but carried that on was Judas Priest 
and interestingly, both bands come from the um, Midlands area in in England, so uh, both Birmingham mm. uh, bands. So, um, and if I can just quickly add, uh, they um, a lot of the um, a lot of the factories, you know, used to have like. Um, you know, like grinding sort of metal, you know, and so these guys would the grow up. industry. Yeah, the sound of industry. And it would be like this soundtrack to their life, this like heavy metal sort of rhythmic. And they say that in interviews, you hear them talking about it. They grew up and there was the soot from the coal mines and the industry. And, you know, it was all this sort of... Um, Banging you know, and grinding. And- exactly. So it was kind of like they grew up with like the sort of heavy metal beat in the backdrop of their life, you know. So it's no coincidence that this area basically spawned this genre. So wait a minute, you're telling me that heavy metal didn't come from uh, satanic African tribes uh, trying to worship false gods? <laughs> We we yeah. hear crazy things like that all the we, time. We, we do, and like when you actually um, see these guys talk about their childhood and their their history and and what brought them into the music scene, like you realize how absurd it is that you know these these were a bunch of like you know young kids, young men with instruments. They weren't. There was nothing. Uh, sinister or um, you know premeditated about you know oh, let's let's create this genre of music that's going to um, you know draw in all these evil influences and all that kind of thing like that's that's a far too and I don't think I give them discredit like there was nowhere near as sophisticated as that like w- <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way that it was unsophisticated in fact Wait, what so they did you, was so quite you're genius. telling me that they didn't choose guitars and drums because they were inherently evil <laughs> <laughs> it's um <laughs> so we just like to have a laugh yeah no absolutely yeah. no I um <laughs> I saw this interview of Ozzy Osbourne once and and he'd been accused of like playing a chord in a particular way and um you know, and, you know, deliberately writing it in such a way that, it, like, you know, w- was, like, deliberately evil and, like, summoning, like, an evil vibe. And, um, <laughs> you know, he was, like, he just had this, he was telling this story and he just had this bemused look on his face. And he's like, who do these people think I am? Like, you know, <laughs> a, a music professor? I'm just a rock and roller. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with that if I tried, <laughs> you know, like... I'm not really the Prince of Bloody Darkness. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He uh, goes, oh, well, I meant to be, what was the one in the Osborne's where he's like, I'm meant to be the Prince of Darkness and I can't even get into my robe. <laughs> that's the one that always stands out to me. So, no, there was, it definitely wasn't um, anything premeditated. It was it was uh, far more, um, far more off the cuff and uh, ad hoc, I guess, than than that you know there was nothing planned and sinister about the origins of heavy metal so it's interesting then when we pick up some of that early material uh and i'm thinking about the um the album masters of reality that uh there should be such strong gospel oriented themes in a, a, a genre that um really didn't appear on the face of it to be compatible with that message 
Um, there, there seems to be something in heavy metal that kind of uh, lends itself to uh, messages of, of vital importance. There's an urgency to it and a, and a seriousness to it. Um, and I've been trying to think about how to convey this, but, um, you know, with like this, obviously a lot of the Bible is very, very serious stuff. It's very, um, you know, there's, you know, we're talking about crucifixion and we're talking about people being beheaded and we're talking about, you know, um, you know, wars and, you know, punishment for sin. It's, um, it's like if I not to be taken the hopefully not the wrong way, but it's it's quite dark and deep and you know quite severe material, you know. So, so when it gets played in our music, people tell us, "Oh, you should get your head out of those headphones and go and read your Bible." And then we pick up our Bible and we find, lo and behold, the same themes and the same messages, exactly. and we, we're. Uh, we're constantly reminded of the fragility of life and our need for a saviour. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, um, you know, we're sort of reminded of, like, you know, our, our desperate state, you know, without salvation, you know, the absolutely dire state that we're in. Heavy music in particular, it, it can convey, like, a sense of desperation. And, um, you know, so in many ways, heavy metal is, like, not necessarily the perfect vessel, but a fantastic vessel for conveying that darker side of spirituality and life and reality. You know, um, that darker side of, you know, the you know, consequence of sin is death. You know, there's, there's themes of death in the Bible, you know. Yeah. We're, we're saved through death, you know, through the, through the act of crucifixion. You know, it's it's serious stuff. And, and it's possibly fair to say that while... Um, more upbeat like church music might have its place and and I'm not in any way disparaging that it possibly doesn't paint the whole picture of Christianity no I I think we need to be sort of honest as well and, and acknowledge that the world is the way that it is and you know we we do have legitimate uh thoughts and feelings and things that we want to express mm-hmm. as a result of the way that the world is. Um, but not just that, we, we want a, a solution too. And um, I think that uh, heavy metal as a, as a vehicle for expression of those kind of things um, is just a natural fit. And it also works well uh, in other areas, I think is one of the major themes that comes through in the heavy metal genre is the theme of apocalypse and the idea that there is going to be a reckoning or a final judgment, um, a time when the wrongs of the world are set right, when people get what's coming to them, uh, for better or for worse. And, uh, that's that's long been a theme in heavy metal, whether it be uh, religious in nature or otherwise. Uh, I think it's always fascinated people. And it seems to me that uh, 
you couldn't pick a more suitable vehicle to introduce uh, not only the reality of the uh, the coming wrath of God, but also the certainty of uh, his faithfulness and the trustworthiness of God to redeem us and, and to save us from the wrath to come. So uh, I think that metal really has a place there and Christians have a place within metal to be able to express those things with a message of hope and with a sense of urgency that we don't just sit around and talk about the future, we are living our lives in readiness for it. Yeah, well, you know, something that I thought of while you were saying that, and I hope I hope that it's, um, you know, ties in somewhat with what you've said, is a lot of these people who who formed heavy metal bands and, and wrote heavy metal songs, um, they had grown up, while they might have reached a point in their life where they weren't practicing Christians, they had grown up in a church environment. So they had a strong biblical knowledge. A lot of heavy metal musicians came from families that went to church every Sunday. So these, a lot of these people knew their Bible. They, it had been a big part of their life, you know, was, was that, that phase of their life. And they were going to a point in their life where they were, um, you know, trying to reconcile, you know, what they had heard in church and what they knew of God with also the world they were seeing around them. So you ended up with, you know, quite strong Christian themes and a lot of, a lot of that early heavy metal, you know, you sort of referenced it. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's a great uh, medium then to explore those uh, those questions and to ask those deep theological questions. Why doesn't my experience align with what I've been taught? How is it that the world came to be as it is if everything was meant to be good? And, and you know, those deep questions that we're all asking exactly. about... Um, about suffering, about the, the the problem of evil, and all those kind of things, uh, they're questions that regular everyday people everywhere have been wrestling with uh, for thousands of years. And uh, this genre provides another outlet for people uh, so inclined to express their feelings and to ask their questions, and to perhaps. Uh, muse on some uh, some answers and some guidance that they've received along the way uh, as they write their music and share it with the world. Well, yeah, it's, it's no question that it's embedded in the foundations of um, heavy metal music. And it's, uh, yeah, it was, like I was saying, a lot of those early bands were trying to reconcile that. So it's almost... Um, there almost could be an argument that it was actually born out of that internal struggle that you've discussed, you know, reconciling, you know, the the ideal vision of what life should be compared to the reality that people see. It, it's, it was actually hugely influential. So perhaps, you know, you could almost say that um, it was born of that struggle as as a, as a major aspect, possibly not the mm. the only factor, but a, a big, fa- a large factor. Yeah, no, that's right. And um, as we've been talking about in the podcast to this point, in our exploration of the Book of Genesis, 
Uh, I've been talking about these really strong themes that we see coming through, um, reflecting Mesopotamian culture and religion and the kickback against that from the Jews uh, suffering in exile at the time. And they had so many questions to ask. How did the world get to be this way? Where is our God now? Why aren't we in our homeland with our temple and, and you know, what happened to the world that was also right before it? Uh, they had questions that needed answers and they were not content to just sit there and write it out. When you read the Psalms, there are many Psalms of lament, uh, songs of people just pouring out their heart, crying out to God and some of the expressions that uh, that they use trouble us as modern Christians because we think, oh, how can how can people think about, uh, you know, as an example, uh, taking the children of their enemies and, and killing them. Um, the, the Bible doesn't exist to legitimize those things, but it certainly allows us the, the freedom to be real and honest with our feelings and to express things and say, well, yeah, that is how I feel. I am angry. I am upset. Uh, you know, I've... I've lost so much in my life and uh, and things aren't right and I, I want the world to know about it. I'm not happy and I'm, I'm looking for a solution. We need salvation. And it's okay for people to express those things. I think we need in the church to become a bit more comfortable with being uncomfortable and allowing people to uh, to be where they're at. And that's, I think, one of the great blessings of uh, this kind of music is it gives people an outlet and it allows a certain form of expression that otherwise might seem out of place. So uh, I think that there's some legitimacy there for uh, that kind of avenue, even if it's not your preferred kind of music. Well... It's just interesting, like, as agreeing with everything you said as you're saying it then. Um, what's interesting is, for me, I spoke about, you know, being a, a hard rock and metal fan from a young age. My And I spoke about how my Christian walk has been hand in hand with heavy metal. You know, it's almost like the same, you know... The, they're two sides of the same coin in a way, you know, like my Christianity and my heavy metal are so strongly intertwined that I almost can't imagine what it must be like for Christians who haven't had that um, outlet, you know, haven't had that um, looking at the good and the bad. And the interesting thing about heavy metal is that, you know, a well a well-written um, and well-performed uh, heavy metal riff, um, you know, with a particular type of beat can be extremely uplifting. So yeah. metal, metal has, you know, you can get heavy metal that is, you know, very uplifting and soaring and majestic. And then you can get, you know, well, sometimes within the same album or the same song, you know, go into a, a more, um, you know, a darker section, you know, mm. so heavy metal, it's not. We've talked about the darkness of heavy metal. It's not just 
you know, it's not just to convey the dark. It can also be a strong outlet for the positive and that's right. You know, it can be very uplifting. So what you said, it, it's, it, you know, there could be an argument made that it's, it's, um, it's almost perfect for expressing, you know, what we see in the Bible, what we see in Christianity, which is hope mixed with, you know, a dire situation, you know, where, where death is the outcome, but then there's hope. So it really does, um, in my opinion, uh, it really does cover the full range of emotion. Yeah, and I think um, one of the great things about uh, this kind of music that certainly we've been able to to do a bit of this with Grave Forsaken is um, we've written music that we've been able to encourage other believers with. Okay, so it's not all you know evangelistically driven, although uh, that's a core element. It's a dual purpose. But um, yeah, one of the major things is to recognize that we are in a spiritual war every day and it does take its toll and it does wear you down. And sometimes you just want to flop on your bed, put your headphones on and listen to something that makes you feel good and encourage you to get up and fight the next day. And, you know, sometimes that's the best thing we can do for someone. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I've received that feedback, uh, you know, many, many times over the years. In fact, it's probably the most common type of feedback we get. Uh, you know, or I get on behalf of the band because, like, I'm the one who checks the band's email, so I'm the one who see, <laughs> sees all of these. Um, people saying exactly that, that, that it encourages them and, you know, it helps them get through their day and it helps them stay strong. And, you know, and so, yeah, it's not just you know there's the people who might hear us cold and it might encourage them to go to the local church or pick up their bible that's one of the people we're trying to reach but exactly if we can encourage other christians who are out there every day in them their ministry whatever their ministry is you know it might be feeding the poor or it might be they might be a minister at a church or it might be truck driver witnessing to people at the truck stop you know it could be whatever, and, and if we're helping those people, encouraging them in their faith, then it's it's like a knock-on effect. So it's another part of the body of Christ doing its function. Yeah. So, because some people actually, you know, a bit of a side point. I'll be very quick. They'll use that as a criticism of Christian metal. That are oh, you preaching to the converted? Hmm. But there's value in inverted commas preaching to the converted because the converted might need that preaching. I got converted a long time ago. I still go to church every week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) True. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that'll about wrap us up. It's been great talking with you, Vaughan. Thanks for coming on the show. And, uh, well, uh, Vaughan's been my guest on the show, but I'm actually his guest because we're sitting in his studio. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, for a, a great talk, Vaughn, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to rocking on uh, to the next album. But before before we get into that, uh, we, we need to put in a, a bit of a plug for the band. Uh, it is Grave Forsaken. And the new album, The Footsteps of God, is out now. 
you can get that from Sound Mass and wherever you buy quality uh, heavy metal. Um, you can get it in CD and uh, you download it as well. You get it, you get yeah. it digitally. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Um, in fact, probably the most common way people uh, listen to us these days and uh, not just us, nearly any band is Apple Music and Spotify. So yeah. um, SoundMass do, you can download it from SoundMass, like purchase the actual um, files, you know, song files. But yeah, you can also, and if you just want to check it out, everything's on YouTube as well. So um, you can actually check it out for free. Like you don't even need to have Spotify or Apple Music, just type in Grave Forsaken. There you go, that's why we don't make any money, everyone's getting their music for free. And um, (laughs) there's also the website, graveforsaken.com. Jump on there, check out what the band's been up to, and uh, yeah, learn a bit about the the colourful history of the band. And uh, where else can they find us? Uh, well, there's there's Facebook, so um, you just type in Grave Forsaken in your Facebook search, and you can you can give us a like on Facebook. Uh, we've also got a Grave Forsaken Instagram page that you can follow. There Absolutely. you go. You heard it here first, folks. All right, so yeah, that was Vaughn Gregory, and we were Grave Forsaken. This was the Answers to Giant Questions podcast, and we're looking forward to catching you next week so stick around and we'll answer more of your giant questions then it's time to wrap up today's episode but if you want more don't forget to get yourself a copy of answers to giant questions we're asking readers to please leave a review of the book on amazon or goodreads to help it become more visible in search results even if you just give it stars that'll help but a full review is certainly really appreciated please also leave a review of this podcast wherever you found us so that new listeners can find us here on the show in the future we want to be talking about your stories as well not just our own so if you have had a particular paranormal or spiritual experience we want to hear from you and we're also looking for your testimonies about how you have found the content and the answers to giant questions to be helpful and or useful of course this podcast comes out every week but you want to make sure you never miss an episode so if you haven't already subscribed do that now and you'll get notified when each new episode drops that's all we have time for today We'll catch you next time on the Answers to Giant Questions podcast. Thank you for listening to the Answers to Giant Questions podcast, a production of the Raven Creek Social Club. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate or review the show. Music supplied under copyright by Grave Forsaken, graveforsaken.com. You can get the book Answers to Giant Questions by TJ Stedman on Amazon in paperback and Kindle format. Check out the other podcasts at ravencreeksc.com and go to giantanswers.com for more Answers to Giant Questions. Read the blog and catch us on the socials. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends about the show. Send us your giant questions and stay tuned to this podcast to get answers. We'll see you next time. Until then, stay safe and God bless.